Hello, welcome to True Hoop with me, Gerard Hector, and Coach David Thorpe. How are you, sir? Counting down the days, Gerard. <laughs> yep, it's birthday week for Coach Thorpe. And... Oh, I even think about that. I was just thinking about the break. <laughs> well, yeah. because during the break, which you much much needed, um, players go go away for All Star, do all that. So David's like, "Okay, you're on your own. I'll see you when you when you're back in when you're back in town." He's gonna yeah. Be some... Just it's it's a lot of games. <laughs> I'm looking forward to having it. I was just telling you guys in our content call this morning. Every Sunday morning. I kind of map out my week and all the things I have to do each day. And uh, I'm happy, Gerard. I'm not complaining that I'm this age and still busy. But um, my calendar is very open after Wednesday. Very nice. I got nothing on the books. Nothing on the books besides Vegas, U2, yeah. fun with family. <laughs> that's like... later. Yeah, that's later. <laughs> Initially, I have some time just to decompress a little bit. Yeah. Um, David, last night was a Super Bowl. We we're an NBA show and we don't really talk a whole ton about the NFL um, here, which you know makes sense. Uh, but, you know, look, we're, we're, we're sports fans. Um, my NFL fandom is not what it once was. I used to cover the league, actually. The Giants was a beat reporter. Um, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, for, for what year was bit. that? That was right when I moved back from California. So that was 2017 to about oh, 20, okay. 2016, 2017 to about 2019. Um, okay. And, you know, I, Football's fine, like I, you know, but I, I don't, I don't enjoy it uh, the way I once did, and for that reason, I don't watch it. At, I don't really watch it at all, actually. <laughs> However, how, um, how many players? So going into the game, yeah, I, I knew three players. Mm-hmm. I knew really two, mm-hmm. and then uh, I caught an article about the quarterback from San Francisco, mm-hmm. the headline. So I knew three players. Yeah. Well, I now, knew more once than the that. game started, I knew more. Once the game started, I knew that I knew Christian McCaffrey. I knew his yeah. name. I had no idea he was on the Niners. <laughs> I think he's always been on the Niners. I just no, didn't. No, no, he was, think on, of it. he was on the Panthers I, first. He was on the Panthers before the Niners. Oh, there you go. Mm-hmm. I had no idea, no. and uh, I didn't know Kyle Shanahan was their coach. My son told me about how good their coach was, and I said, "What's his name?" He told me, and I said, "Oh, his dad, Mike, was Mike the coach." He's like, Correct. "Oh my God, he, he's the coach's son." I said, "He's like, that's tough. That's what he said. That's tough." Yeah. So that so so you knew more than three guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, and, and look for me, sports now is so much about just when we witness greatness and just the the level. And I know Q, quarterbacks is a show you watched on Netflix. And you yeah, know, that's you why know, I liked it. You know how difficult the position is. Um, and for me, you know, I've seen a lot of great quarterbacks over my time as as, as a sports fan. Um, Patrick Mahomes might be the best at quarterbacking I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, he's yeah. just outstanding. Now that doesn't mean he's going to win seven Super Bowls, but that doesn't mean he's that doesn't mean he's not the best, right? Like I don't <laughs> count rings as because rings are a team award. That's not that's not about one person. That's about everybody doing their job. But he is just incredible. And I said it on the call this morning. What was so great about it was the overtime, knowing all right they scored a field goal. We have to get a touchdown to win or a field goal to extend it. We're going for the score. And just the way he was able to manipulate with the play calling from Andy Reid, go down the field and get exactly what they needed. And the Niners just couldn't stop him. Hey, got, got to give him his props. So props to Mahomes. The Chiefs' third Super Bowl in six five years, years, five years. Five. I mean, he's he's incredible. Yeah, I, I because I watched that show quarterback, really just just to learn myself a little bit more about how to work with my own players and what what, a, what greatness, what what's required, what's required to be great. Um, I texted one of my young players who I think has got a real ability to be a starter on, on a championship team. He's a, he's a winning player, young guy. And um, I texted him after that the game last night after hearing Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes, the two guys I did know about before the game. Um, 
hear them talk about you know, wanting to get three peat and all of that. And I and I texted my player and I said, I don't promise I'll be at any of your NBA finals games. I'll be in touch with you, but I do promise after you win, I'll tell you to take 10 to 14 days off and that's back to work. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're not going to go back there again. There's just no other way to do it. And he had a great he had a great response. But uh knowing what Mahomes did all season, this was a year ago when I, I saw quarterback this summer, I'm sure nothing was different. And I do happen to think that uh He's probably the best quarterback ever to play. He doesn't have the best career. Right. Lots of guys have better careers. Right. Not lots. A number of guys. Montana right. mm-hmm. and Brady being right. the obvious choices. Right. But in terms of who was the best player, correct? pretty – I mean, I get Brady. Uh, they're just so different. Um, I think I think Mahomes could have done what Brady did in the Patriots system. Oh, without question. And I don't think Brady could have done what no. he, he did. Especially in not system. early in their careers, right? You're going to remember those first two Super Bowls that the Patriots won. That wasn't about Brady being like the elite quarterback we know now, right? Like yes. that was defense, like, and, you know, yeah. ball control, running the game, all that. Like Mahomes from day one was slinging that thing all over the field. Yeah. And, elite. and and great feet, great mm-hmm. mind. Mm-hmm. I really love, and this is why I wanted to talk about it. Uh, he had an interception early, mm-hmm. and he hadn't had one, I think, in, in the like whole six or seven games. Yeah, whole postseason, yeah, yeah, or before in the yeah, longer than that. And I just love how he responded. It's such a big, big deal in our sport is dealing with failure, just like a baseball player's got to deal with strikeouts and whatever, and and just outs. You you just can't let it impact your confidence. That's what practice is for. Mm-hmm. Stick with what you're good at. And I also wanted to talk about it because. I remember, I mean, I've been going to the NFL games long enough where I remember when Andy Reid was not considered a good coach because he couldn't win the big one. I just always thought that was so dumb. Guy wins so often. I had no idea what their management team was like and their ownership with the team. He was, I don't remember where he was before. Maybe the Eagles. Eagles. I don't remember where he was. Eagles. Okay. Um, I just knew that dude was winning a lot of games and maybe losing the playoffs, but he got him there. That's a good year. Mm-hmm. And now is like the, I heard Travis Kelsey say after the game, um, you know, he was criticized for bumping Reed right. mm-hmm. and, and, and maybe I, I mean, I understand why but I don't think he meant to bump him, but, um, I also know, we don't know that relationship. It seems like those two guys do just fine with each other. And after the game, Travis Kelsey said he's the best leader of men there is. And he made me everything I am as a pro. And, uh, so just how quickly things can turn. Kevin Garnett wasn't a winner until he was and mm-hmm. Dirk and, uh, and then mm-hmm. they called magic tragic Johnson right. Correct. after his first championship when Kareem was mm-hmm. their best player. Um, uh, Magic was the MVP because that last game, but Kareem was their best player all year. And then, of course, we know he, you know, he won four more. Um, I think that uh, there's a lot to be said for it. And I also, you, you know, I made a comment to you guys this morning about how I really enjoyed Romo because I, I don't care about the emotional stuff in right, a game. Right. I, I, you know, we joke all the time. Henry used to always joke to you about you, you know, being more emotional than you let on all of that. <laughs> but when it comes to these things, I, I just am a scientist. Right. Right. Uh, uh, I want to learn as much as I can. So I was really able to follow the game with what he was teaching us. And of course, what do you think? A critic found something to criticize. <laughs> yep, that's it. Uh, I it, it didn't ring true to me at all with him talking over Jim Nance, whatever. I just want to be informed. I don't need anything else. Right. And I know how to focus on the moment, whether they're talking or not. Correct. Like people make a big deal of that. Right. I, I whatever. I, I listen to Al Michaels call the the the, the, the um Lake Placid. The, Semi-final mm-hmm. game, not the finals, Correct. the semi-final game. We beat Finland in the finals to beat Russia. He wasn't just dead silent. Mm-hmm. And that was the most momentous sporting event to my life to that point, probably even since. It was such a monumental cha- upset. 
So anyway, I, I, I know this. I'll be talking to my NBA players the next couple of days about how hard it is to win in professional sports. There's no other way, but what joy there is when you win. Every game is fun and winning the whole thing at the end unimaginable like i yeah. just i just am jealous and i can't ever feel that you but it is what it is you are the best right when you when, when it is the last game of the season in whatever your sport is that means you are the best if you if you won you're, you're everything you won the last game you are the best um and that's what all these players work their careers and their lives for right and what we know david the majority of them will never sniff right that because that's just not how this works right we got too many good people was only one winner at the end of every year that's just how it is so you got to savor it. And in, in many sports, I mean, less so in football because of the randomness, but in basketball, our league has been built off dynasties, right? It's the majority of, of champions have been won by a handful of teams, right? That's generally how it works. And Mahomes and the Chiefs seem to be in a little bit of a dynastic run themselves right now. Yeah, there's <laughs> who, who Patriots, mm-hmm. Niners back in the day, yeah. Steelers really Cowboys. when I was young. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cowboys that with Emma Smith mm-hmm. and, and Troy and Mike and Michael. Um, yeah, that's, but there's not a lot. What they're doing is is very special, and again, if you see that show and you see what Mahomes puts in mentally, physically, emotionally, I felt the same way watching the, the HBO version, HBO mm-hmm. Max version with the Dolphins. It's just hard, man. It, I mean, the NBA is no different. There's more games, mm-hmm. less violent, but violent. Mm-hmm. And uh, it try guarding Steph Curry, yeah, try guarding Jalen Brunson, mm-hmm. try guarding James Harden, Kawhi Leonard, Jokic, Embiid. Mm-hmm. These are and, and you and it's embarrassing. You know, when you get you guys kicked by those guys, but you got to do it. You can't not fight. Right. I love the guys that are willing to fight and fail. I really do. And at every sport, I liked in the Niners game. Uh, if you're in the game last night, uh, there was a punt, and it looked like the receiver stupidly went after the ball after it hit the ground. Mm-hmm. Ended up being a fumble. I think the Chiefs got a field goal out of it. But this in a Romo talk, and then the replay. Uh, it was touched by a teammate. He made a heroic mm-hmm. play. The guy did to try to. I mean, he gave it all in. But early in the game, there was someone f- fumbled something. I don't remember who. They lost the ball. It might have been the Niners. And the whole team was coming over, patting them on the shoulder. Like, I'm telling you, Gerard, the connected teams mm-hmm. get through bad stuff yep. so much better than this. Even slightly disconnected teams, you really have to be all in. Yep. You've got to be rowing, same time, same direction. You really do. And that's leadership is super important for that. Breathe spirit in everyone. To stop thinking about me only. Mm-hmm. You're allowed to think about me. Right. But it can't be solely about you. And think about us and what we're doing collectively. It, there's a, you, you play all those games. There's a reason why we play a lot of games, not just for money. You can build that. You don't yes. have that in September for football or August, whatever, or the NBA for that matter, early on. Yeah, no, it, it, it was a wonderful uh, uh, triumph. And, you know, look, uh, we'll see if the Chiefs go back and win next year. You may mention something different about, you know, failure you always see this failure is baked in the game and you have to deal with it and, and just just that's yeah. how it is and if you can't handle failure then sports ain't the place for you right you gotta no. do so well life, not not, sports. life ain't the place for you right because yeah. you're gonna fail there too so um but we, we talked about it this morning on our call um the warriors Suns game over the weekend really good game saturday night um and it was a curry game winner uh well yes it was but there was uh, more play after that uh to, to happen it didn't result in a basket for the Suns, but on the play that the Warriors ran for the for the go-ahead basket. Um, it was a play for Steph. And you, it was clear that the Suns, the plan was, whatever the action was, we're switching, right? And Draymond came down to put the screen onto, onto KD because that's who had Curry originally, put some put some length on him. And in on the inbound pass, right? So Draymond's coming over to set the screen on, on KD. Brad's there. Brad decides to shoot the gap. And we talked about this morning 
okay, you know, what did you what did you like about that play? What was wrong, et cetera? And you say you don't you never criticize your players for trying to make a play, right? And that's what Beal was doing, right? He thought he could make a steal. He went for it, didn't didn't obviously get the steal. I, I would argue in time and score context. In that particular moment against that player, you wouldn't have got. I would for say it. you got to know you're right ten out of ten. But did you hear what Beal said after the game about it? No. What do you say? Oh, this is super cool, Jaron. I just heard it now, just a few minutes ago. Um, I'm just telling you what he said. I'm not reporting on the mm-hmm. accuracy of the comment. He said that uh, his mask fucks up his peripheral vision. That is true. That is true. Yeah, I, I've never worn a mask in that scenario, but I've worn goggles when I swim. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, he said it, and it, he thinks he would have had the steal. I don't know, Podsmiski, how do you say Podsmiski? Pods, just call him Pods. <laughs> call him Pods. I should know his, how to say his last name. Um, he, uh, he accounted for, he could feel it. This is, we're talking about player having feel. Mm-hmm. He could feel, and I'm, I'm telling you, I was, a, my best gift was probably passing my son as well. And I can't tell you the number of times I threw a pass that absolutely, in football and basketball, was going to get picked off. And, and I certainly had plays. Uh, when I'm done with this, I'll tell you, my very first two passes playing varsity were both intercepted for dunks. <laughs> so I, I, I definitely had some mistakes. But um, uh, I I just – I normally would get it there just in the nick of time, which then gave my player an advantage. My son was the same way. Like, oh, my God, Max, hey, great pass. Mm-hmm. Yes, he just has that feel. And he threw it a little bit wider, mm-hmm. bounce pass. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't teach it. You can't right. teach that. Right. You can drill it all you want, but it's the sense of, oh, man – and he threw it perfect, and that allowed Curry to turn to his right, right, which meant left foot first shot. And I just never had a doubt it was going to go in because Beal didn't get the deflection. Right. And, and for me, I think as we talked about it this morning, again, I, I'm not going to criticize Beal for going for the steal. Like, but I think to your point, 10 out of 10, right? Like, it's a regular season game, so who cares? But in a different Senate context, because of who the player is. Yeah, you I, can't give Curry a right, breath. I'm like, screw that. I'm I'm sticking to you straight up. I don't care. Like that that is my focus. I I got to be well, in your face. <laughs> right. So to be to be specific, if the ball's on the other side, then what Beal shoots the gap and now Curry has to turn to his left, so typically right foot first not always depending on how he's catching the ball. It's not an easy as it's not as easy a shot for most players in that scenario. The way Curry mm-hmm. turned was just what he wants. It's just an easy pivot and um Again, I, it just allows him to line it up easier. Mm-hmm. He's going right. His right, the right, the ball is on his right side over his right eye. It just never. There was never a doubt in my mind it was going in. Not again. He's missed those shots, but that just seemed like he was going to knock it down. What a he's so much better than anyone who's ever played the game in final moment threes. He, I think that stats are overwhelming. And, I mean, and Dan and Lillard's like second. It's yeah. not even close. And I mean, and he's, and it's it's on the move. Generally speaking, right? Like it's not this like stationary, yeah. wide open, like right, right. He's even that wasn't right. even that was degree of difficulty wasn't wasn't a te- wasn't a zero, right, right. Because it was he had a turn as mm-hmm. opposed to just catch and shoot. It mm-hmm. was a turn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was amazing. The the Warriors are playing with a ton of spirit. We'll get to them. Yep. Uh, and I know we'll get to them. We have a little segment, but um, it's uh. It's nice to see, and I read an article about the, their fallen coach yeah. and, and really had not appreciated fully what he meant to these guys. But it sounds like he was a super talented coach. And I'm wondering, if, is it helping to galvanize a little bit? When you, Could be. When you go through a shared tragedy together, it can help move people in the same direction. Then they have Draymond coming back too. And now Wiggins looks like he's got a pulse again. And here mm-hmm. comes Kaminga. Mm-hmm. I'm not buying it for right. the long term this year. Right. 
But uh, that doesn't mean it doesn't make for a great NBA playoffs to have the Warriors sure. cooking. Sure, sure. And uh, to, just to put a bow on that, Steve Kerr, uh, Mike Dunleavy, and some of the uh, front office staff are going to be in Serbia uh, today. So oh, they, they probably left yeah. yesterday. Uh, so Kenny Atkins will be coaching the team tonight uh, against And do you know who they're playing tonight? Jazz. That's where the heart attack occurred. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm almost positive I'm right. Yes, because that's, that's the game that got postponed. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, yeah, I think that, uh, yeah, what it just, uh, yeah. I was texting, I, I was texting the agent of a player who was very close to the, the, coach, the coach today. I didn't know how close they were. And, uh, like what a, just what a tragedy guys in his forties. And yeah, I read that clay was shooting. They, they came to meet with the family the other day and clay was shooting with his like 10 year old son. Mm. Yeah. I mean, you are, you've said this before on our show. You're, you talked about even last week, you're, you're with each other so much. That includes coaches and their families at home, whatever. And so just, yeah, just an untimely, all yeah. untimely deaths are terrible. Yeah. yeah, no, for sure. Um, one of the things we like to do on this show was ask Coach Thorpe, uh, get into Coach Thorpe's big basketball brain. If you guys want to have your questions answered on air, please send an email to truehoop at truehoop.com. That is T-R-U-E-H-O-O-P at truehoop.com. All right, Dave, we have a question from George. He's been watching the Bucks under Doc, and he can he can't get over the fact that he's watching offensive set from the 1990s. ISOs into picks with very little movement from the three other players. They have virtually no cutting on or off the ball movement anywhere near the basket. It's one thing in a regular season where you can feast on bad teams with no time to prep because you got you know Embiid whoever, but it doesn't work in the playoffs. What am I missing? Is George asking? I'm not sure I understand the question. Are you asking me why is Doc not a good coach anymore? <laughs> so basically, he's saying watching the Bucks looks like offensive set from the 1990s. A lot of ISO, you know, one one motion into like ISO ball. He's like, that's fine in the regular season, but that ain't going to work in the playoffs. Yeah. Is he missing something? Is Doc doing something? Well, more? first of all, first of all, in the playoffs, it's not necessarily true that we don't see that. We, we do, do see a lot in the playoffs. It tends to because teams know your actions so well anyway. That's why the Cuisinart are so beautiful because you still get a chance to run a lot in the postseason. Um, I doubt – I've not studied the Bucs. They're, they're not good. I'm not watching them right now. I will. Um, I doubt Doc has changed much. Uh, he does – he can stress some things. Um, I don't think he's had that much of an impact yet. Uh, they, um, they're kind of star-reliant mm-hmm. and play off their stars. You know, there's, there's two options. Play off your stars, play off your system. And they don't really have a system. They have stars. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, Harden says, I am the system. <laughs> He's right. Uh, the Clippers have proved it. They, they're playing off their stars who, who are great playmakers. They don't have that in Milwaukee. It's just a different roster, a collection of talent. So, um, yeah, I, don't, I wouldn't – it's not fair to blame Doc for much now. They're playing better defense, if I remember right, since he's been there. Mm-hmm. Although mm-hmm. I'm not looked deeply to see if it's more who they're playing. Right. But for they, the Bucks' offense wasn't the problem. No, yeah, they their couldn't guard. Defense was bad. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they yeah, we'll see how Doc does with that. I don't think he's the answer. So I, I've been public about that. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens with Milwaukee. You you mentioned they're not playing well. Uh, four and six in their last ten. They're seven games back of the Celtics. I, unlikely they catch them. They're not um, catching them. Look, yeah. the, the Knicks have some injury issues. Only a game behind them. Injury issues, excuse me. And look, the Cavaliers two games up. I knew uh, you were going to go to the Cavaliers. Uh, yeah. We like them. They're very good. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll see how that all that all plays out. Um, David, you wrote an article last Thursday, um, after yeah. the, right in time for the trade deadline, basically saying who won the trade deadline. Um, and I always love when David it's not even it's not even zagging when everybody's zigging. It's just 
this man watches a lot of basketball and knows what he's talking about, right? It's just he and oftentimes his opinions may not be the what everyone else's opinion is, which I often like that because I'm like, Emmys is probably right. <laughs> um, and you said the Mavericks uh were the trade deadline winners. And if you remember, we did our drafting of uh conference, uh, I'm sorry, NBA title contenders, and I drafted the Mavericks mainly because I was like, look, I've seen Luca drag nobodies to the conference finals by himself. He now has Kyrie Irving, who's playing very well next to him right now. I mean, we talked about stars in the playoffs. Good luck. Stopping people like that is extremely difficult. Um, we've seen it time and time again. And they're playing well right now. They got um, Daniel Gafford uh, from the Wizards. They, they, they made some moves. I, you said they won the trade deadline. Talk a little bit more about why you like what Dallas did specifically uh, at yeah, the trade we deadline. Did, we didn't get to talk about them the Thursday show, right? No, was, we did not. Was the or trade afterwards? Yeah, after, because the deadline was at like two or three. So Three, yeah, three. So the, the way I did it was um, I didn't care about the future. And so it's, it's unfair. I mean, it's, it's absolutely fair for other people to think about that. My thought was Nico Harrison's trying to fight for his job as general manager or the guy who runs the team. They're trying to keep Luca happy. Uh, they didn't trade Derek Lively or Omax Prosper, two first-round picks that fit very well with what they need going forward. Lively already is fitting. I think Prosper will be there next year, if not even later this year. I think he's super talented. and He's the ultimate three I think they'll need. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, because they want Luca to think, okay, we're going to be even, you know, got a couple of years, we got these guys. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not just about today, it's about the next couple of years too to keep Luca happy. And so now you bring in, I think, I, and no one is writing that, that Gafford starts over Lively. I'm very surprised at that. I could be wrong, but um, my gut feeling, because I did not do a bunch of stat study on other than I've been studying all the time, was that Gafford's the better player than Lively. Um, quite, quite sure, in my opinion. I, I don't think it's close. I think Gafford is an unbelievable rim protector. No, he's a very good rim protector. He's an unbelievable rim dunker finisher. And uh, way more experienced than Derek Lively. Mm-hmm. So I think they've given themselves 48 minutes of center. And if they decide someone wants to go small and play those guys off the court, all right, we got P.J. Washington who has played five, has mm-hmm. experience at five. And P.J. was... Pretty good for a terrible team. So to me, playing as Luka and Kyrie, Gafford at the five, uh, you know, Timmy Hardaway at the three, probably. Maybe he's their starter for this year for sure. He is. He's good. I think I think that bodes well for PJ to have his best few months anyway. Yeah. And he'll have to grow and get some. He has mm-hmm. no, you know, he has two disastrous playing experiences. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if he played in those games, but they played poorly. Terrible in in the uh, in the in the two losses. I think they had one win and mm-hmm. two losses. Um, yeah, I I just think that they've added two. They really filled needs and 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 built up. You know, centers going into the season, they had Dwight Powell, and going into the draft, they had Dwight Powell at center, Maxi Kleber. Mm-hmm. Those to me are the negatives. Uh, although I love Powell overall, what he's done for his career is amazing. Now they have Derek Lively, Daniel Gafford, and PJ. Mm-hmm. That's huge wins. I think Nico's going to vote from votes for Executive of the Year, uh, especially if they roll. And then Game One against OKC, it's just one game. OKC had everyone but Hayward, right. who who knows when they'll get him, and they waxed him. Yeah. And I think if you're Luca, uh, you know, do you remember Gerard Henry told us years ago? Um, how Dame Lillard, one of the things he really wanted to play with was a bouncy center. Mm-hmm. 
He, I think he also loved Draymond, maybe as a four. He wanted to play for a bouncy center because when you're getting into this, what I call the second box, mm-hmm. and the big is there to help and has to show because right. your float is so good, you what want the option of throwing that really yeah. high lob. And if you Nurkic couldn't get to that, right? And uh, not to mention, you also want protection on the other side at the rim. He's got 48 minutes of that now. Yep. And it's not like PG is not a good athlete. If he's right. got to play small ball five, he can get some lobs too. But Gafford and, and Derek Lively are super bouncy and long. Yeah. Yeah. I really like what they've got. I just don't like their coach. And, and I think, that. David, what people often miss is they know it, but I don't think they, they know it in the front of their minds. It's the multiplying effect of playing with just better players, right? Like, so you look at Daniel Gafford and PJ, and you're like, oh, they played for the Wizards and the Hornets. And it's like, yeah, because look who their teammates are. You know, and it's not, I'm not being disrespectful, but Jordan Poole and Kyle Kuzma are not Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving. Their level of basketball IQ and playmaking and genius is the rising tide that lifts all ships, right? Those guys just get better by being on the floor with people like that. Luka can make passes that nobody else on earth can make. That's a plus for Daniel Gafford and Derek Lavi the second, right? No, he doesn't play with anybody like that in his career. And so I think, again, when you look at those kinds of signings, it's not so much who they are. It's who they are X next to, oh, I'm playing with these kinds of people. Oh, well, now all of a sudden it looks so much better. And and those players, too, uh, just like you're always lifted when you got a guy like Luca or Kyrie on your team, you're lifted even more when you when you filled more holes uh, with good players or good players. I had an agent tell me recently he had a player – traded from a franchise that's kind of rotting to a franchise that's ascending. And the agent told me he has not seen his, his player is a great player, uh, all NBA potential player this year. Uh, his, the agent said he has not seen his client smile that much in years. Mm. Just, just, he just, he did, the agent did not realize it was as bad as it was that the culture was just so bad where he was. And it's so good where he is now. And man, that matters. That stuff matters. So if you're in Dallas, again, I, I, I don't think Jason Kidd's the right. answer. I, I could be wrong. We'll right. see. But um, I think their roster is pretty damn good now. I do. And uh, I, I'm disappointed in Jaden Hardy's lack of progress. I really thought it's only in year two when he's super young. He's an amazing scorer. He just doesn't know how to play still. Mm-hmm. He's not fun to watch at all. Um, but they have a collection of veterans that know yep. what they're doing. And uh, adding these two guys, I mean, talk about two guys. Detroit players have got to be thrilled going to New York. These two dudes from Charlotte, it's the same feeling. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. We get to play for this team. and With that uh, dude? As a state. <laughs> yeah, with, with that. I mean, as good as Kyrie is, Luka's better. Right, right. Yeah. And a great – he's the best lob passer in the game right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's going to be fun. So, yeah, we'll, we'll keep our eye on Dallas. All right, folks, we'll be back after a brief commercial break. This episode of True Hoop is brought to you by BetterHelp. Hey guys, Gerard from True Hoop here. If you had an extra hour in your day, what would you do? It's a hell of a question. Would you maybe go for a run, take a nap, read a book, or maybe show up for a friend? Now, depending on the day, any one of those would be a great idea. Most of us spend our lives wishing we had more time, but the question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Now, I've been open in the past with you guys about this. I see a personal therapist as well as a couple therapist for my partner and I, and both are extremely helpful in developing positive coping skills and learning how to set boundaries. Therapy empowers you to be the best version of yourself. 
If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash TrueHoop today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash TrueHoop. Okay, David, because um, you wrote about, you saw the Mavericks as a trade deadline winners. I kind of wanted to look at, okay, we got about 30 games. By the end of this week, most teams will have about 30 games left, maybe 29 for the rest of the season. So it's or less. A sprint yeah. to the finish now, Okay. And trades have been made. Some people are getting injured players back or suspended players back. We mentioned Draymond for, for the Golden State Warriors is back for them. We can't predict who's going to get hurt. But based on what we know now and who is here, I figured it'd be fun to, to, to ascertain who, based on what their team is look like and what their schedule is, can go on a nice, I don't know, 20-10 run the rest of the way or 22-8 and eight and really move themselves up in the playoffs. And I guess conversely, who can go the other way? And not look so great. Um, let's start with the Knicks. Um, they're a team right now that is 33 and 20. They are eight games behind Boston. They're not going to catch Boston, but seven and three in their last 10. Now they got some injury concerns. OG at uh, Bone Spurs move from his elbow is going to be out at least three weeks. We know Julius Randle's out for at least a month, possibly. Three more weeks? Mm hmm. Three for more o- weeks. Well, three okay. weeks for OG to get evaluated. So I don't, we'll see what happens at the three week mark. Maybe he's ready, maybe he's not. I don't know. Well, one of those weeks is all-star break. Correct. So that'll help. Yeah. Which um, is good. yeah. And then um, we don't know about Mitchell Robinson yet. But what do you think about the Knicks? Are we, is it danger time for them? Or do you think Jalen Brunson can help them hold on as best they can? So a couple of thoughts. Um, not having their schedule, mm-hmm. this is for all the teams. The only team I know of will get to uh, what their schedule looks like. Just I heard someone talk about it. Mm-hmm. But um, – that to me is the biggest thing. If you're, you know, if you're playing in in one four game week stretch, three opponents who are you know, top four seeds, you're unlikely to win all the games that week, or even maybe even half. You're lucky. If you're not, then you're really lucky, especially as you get closer to tank top, tank season, which is basically now and then after the All Star break, mm-hmm. it even enhances. But uh, those guys be- missing are a big deal. Adding Bogdanovich and Burks, without question, helps. Burks was really good when they needed him against Indiana. They didn't have nearly enough, but he was good. And so that will help. Uh, uh, that schedule matters. Uh, getting getting OG, I think, super important. So the reality is they probably are going to struggle some. And, and if they can win half their games, that's amazing. But there's a real chance to get to the two or three spot, which is what you want mm-hmm. to avoid Boston at one. Yep. And um, I don't know that they can, with this, depending on their schedule, because of those injuries. Yeah, I'm looking at their schedule now, David. The next 15 games, Houston, Orlando, Philly, Boston, Detroit, New Orleans, Golden State, Cleveland, Atlanta, Orlando, Philly, Philly, Portland, Sacramento, Golden State. So in that, in that mix in there, Detroit, possibly. I heard like nine tough games. Yes. It's going to be possibly Atlanta. Um, but yeah, the, it. Houston, maybe. I mean, there's really – I'm looking at who they can – Houston and Atlanta are not pushovers. Correct. They're, I mean, Portland yeah. is the only pushover game I see in there right, right now, and that's right. over the next 15. So Now, and Detroit, although Detroit's playing a little better right now, mm-hmm. but, and the pressure of having to beat Detroit because they're the worst team. Right. But, yeah, though that's a tough schedule. That is not easy. Yeah, yeah that is not easy. So, look so, out. But I will tell you this. Come playoff time, if everyone but Mitchell – if Mitchell's back, it's a, it's a whole other level of – 
toxicity for the for the opponent. But mm-hmm. without Mitchell, I still think they can be very good because of what Jalen can do, uh, how tough they play, and then in round one especially mm-hmm. where you got rest between games because they play so freaking hard. They do. Um, yeah, they'll be. They're not a fun team to play. I I guarantee you. Um, well, we'll see. Boston does want to. You know, Boston's better than everyone, but there's certain teams they don't match up as well. The toughness of the Knicks and Brunson's scoring ability, even against Drew and Derek, could be you know pretty significant. Uh, the Lakers, you know, I guess the big conversation everybody was having was, oh, they didn't make any moves at the trade deadline. I'm like, well, because they had no moves to make, probably right deals. I'm sure they tried to do things, but you need more than you need someone else to dance with you in in, the, in a trade. And clearly, nobody's willing to bite on whatever they are moving. The roster you've always liked from the beginning, uh, D'Angelo Russell uh, is playing really well offensively. Austin Reeves is starting to turn himself player. around. We know about yeah. LeBron and AD. I mean, your issue is their coach, obviously. Um, but do you think that is their limiting factor right now is just the coach? I do. Uh, we saw them do well in the postseason last year. I do think the Lakers have a fighting chance. I don't think they're great. Um, LeBron's shooting well. AD can be the best player in the league when he, you know, at, at mm-hmm. certain nights. Uh, D'Lo's pick and roll game and overall offensive talent. Uh, Hachimura's shooting pretty well you mm-hmm. know, as, a, as a role player. Uh, Austin Reeves needs to really step up. I think Vanderbilt's out for a while, and that's going to affect them defensively some. But with AD, uh, you know, right away you can't be a bad defensive team. I just think there's nothing special going on. I, I think Darwin's just – he's not ready yet to help – t- to be anything more than average. I'm not saying he's the worst. He's not right, the worst. Right, But he's not special yet. It takes a while. It takes a long time. Uh, Indiana, we love their move of getting, um, obviously Pascal Siakam. Uh, we love what Halliburton's doing. Um, Nemhard, like that's just a, and that's a team that is just ascending as a franchise. Um, they're right now in sixth place, um, 11 games back again. They're not going to catch Boston. Can they stay in that top six, especially now with Philly just above them reeling because they have no Embiid and it's going to be tough for Philly. Halliburton's now starting to play a little bit better. He's, I think he's starting to get himself back in the best game. Mm-hmm. He had his best game against the Knicks in New York on Saturday night. Everyone's going to talk about the pass off the yeah, board of course. to Siakam for three. It was a great play. But he he was big for them in the second half when they were kind of holding on to a big lead. Um, they are the ones I heard have the a very easy, like third easiest schedule in okay. February. I've not looked. They play Charlotte tonight, I want to say. Then they play at Toronto in the Siakam homecoming game. Toronto obviously is not a good team. So those are two very wonderful games for Indiana. Um, it's interesting. They're a team we're going to have to pay attention to to see if they're willing to fight to get to the 4-5 or five seed. Mm. Because 4-5 seed means you play the other 4-5, yep. and then you got Boston. Yeah. If you stay at 6, uh, then you get to start with 3, which ain't Boston. Mm-hmm. That's all that really matters. It's not Boston. Right. Right? And it probably isn't going to be Cleveland. Mm-hmm. So it could be a New York team that's missing Mitchell Robinson. You know, it could be... Milwaukee, who's got their own flaws defensively. Yep. Um, we'll have to see. Rick Carlisle is not the type of guy I think they want to have gamesmanship. He's normally all about winning. Right. Um, I do think that's – I think they're a really interesting team. They're very deep. TJ McConnell's playing very well lately. Um, they've got – they've kind of answered what their defensive problems. I, I think they're – maybe in 2024, they might be 16th in defense. We could look it up. Yeah. Uh, they basically starting Nemhart at the two. And he's shooting well, if not very well. Siakam's shooting well, if not very well, for a while now. With Tyrese, uh, Miles Turner and Neesmith both, I think, are a little thirsty sometimes offensively. Mm. You need to have them in them for defensive purposes alone. Uh, but Jalen Smith has been out some, and he's been a great shooter for them. He's got something's wrong with him. 
Uh, Doug McDermott replaced his buddy, probably more of a team guy. Buddy was a little bit selfish, I thought, and probably asked to go out, is my guess. is He mm-hmm. he basically said, please trade me. So they did. And um, to Philly, <laughs> good luck with that. <laughs> but um, I, I, I think they have to go through some learning pain, growing pains. I think, I do not think they're a cohesive unit. I watched them play a few times now. Um, they're still trying to figure stuff out, but, uh, they've got 30 games or so to do it. Mm-hmm. Tyrese f- showing the Halliburton we knew mm-hmm. finally after the hamstring injury for this yep. first time against New York, that comes around. He's such a game changer offensively. Huge. And then Siakam being such a perfect fit for everything that they need. You know, Carlisle's experience. Yeah, I think if, if February is as weak as what people have told me, and I haven't looked, I will. I'm looking um, right now. Yeah, they they could they could get to four or five considering the free fall of, of, of uh, potentially Milwaukee. You just got to win and Philly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're looking and at New York with without right. with all the guys being out. Correct. If you look at the top ten of the next ten games for Indiana, so they have Charlotte, Toronto, Detroit, Dallas, Toronto, the Pelicans twice, the Spurs, Dallas, Minnesota. So. That's not an Eight easy games, right? Like you got, you know, Charlotte, of course, the Toronto games, Detroit, you know, those are, those are games that are in San Antonio, for San Antonio, sure. but those two New Orleans games, not going to be easy. Mavericks game won't be no. easy. You know, Minnesota won't be easy. So we'll, we'll see no. how they, no, they definitely, yeah. It's not all cupcakes, not all cupcakes for sure. I maybe it was seven easier games, but, um, yeah. Also listen, it's good sometimes playing against those teams. You yes. gotta see where you stand up. Exactly. Measure. So, um, yeah, they're, uh, Everyone's chasing Boston over there. Right. Um, but um and Cleveland. And Cleveland, mm-hmm. right? Cleveland's what, fifteen of sixteen? Oh yeah, they're all they are on fire right now. Like, I mean, nine straight, hottest team in the league. They are thirty five and sixteen, only five behind Boston, just looking like I'm loving it. Do you think they can catch Boston? I don't. Un- unless Boston just has a brain meltdown and just, you know, shits the bed and starts losing games. But no, I don't I don't think so. I don't think so. I think Boston's too good. But it'd be interesting. If they can cut it to – if I was coaching Cleveland, listen, you just want to try to win every game that you play. But I will be telling them, listen, we might fuck up and be three games back and two and a half games well, back. Then- play. And now Boston's got some pressure. Mm-hmm. They don't. They want to be a, a one seed for Correct. sure. Um, you just – you want to make them feel it. It's like anything you do. I used to tell teams when I was we – luckily in my career, I wasn't down 20 often. <laughs> but when I was younger, I definitely was some. And I used to tell them, always tell the teams, we just got to cut it to 10. Mm-hmm. We just got to cut it to 10. Then they'll feel us because yep. they'll feel the pressure of the moment. Mm-hmm. And it just, it made, it made, and we already did it a couple of times. We came back down 20 or more. I think maybe twice when I was young, you know, like 22, 23. But my players still remember those games. Mm-hmm. They're all in their mid fifties now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was only six years older than them. Um, yeah. You just got to make them feel you. Right. So I'm Cleveland. Just let's keep doing what we're doing. Can't worry about Boston, but at some point they're going to start thinking. Yeah. Not a Mitchell. We, th- we thought we put and those guys away already. Why are they still here? <laughs> Fuck yeah! I don't want to go to Cleveland in the in the Eastern Conference Finals, mm-hmm. the first two games. Correct. Like they feel like it's their seed. Now you got to earn it. Yeah, you got to put right. pressure on them. Uh, I, I do like. I will say, watching Boston play recently, um, I watched. I was watching Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum mm-hmm. in their last game they played. My, Miami on Sunday against Miami mm-hmm. yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I watched it. I watched part of it, a lot of it at the end. Um, I just, people love to criticize that right. duo, whatever. Right. I sensed calmness there. I did. I sensed calmness. Like they, they're, they know each other. And, you know, Miami did nothing other than adding Rogier, which is not nothing. Right. They didn't really move anything of value, as it turns out. Lowry wasn't doing that much. But um, 
I know Miami is thinking we're going to win with this core. It's one of our strengths. There's, I know Eric Spolstra Eric Spol was saying, we have done this in the postseason to some degree because we know who we are. Right. There's, we, 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 we know everything about each other, on the court, off the court, at restaurants, whatever. We have a sense of who each other are, uh, each other is. And I think there's value to that. For sure. And I think Boston has that too. Of course. Right? They've created that now with Derek and Drew there all season. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, they weren't there last year, but no, no huge things. I right. just feel like, uh, you know, adding Tillman just gives them a little depth, in the, you know, for 10, 15 minutes a game maximum. Mm-hmm. Maximum. Yeah, I think that they – Tatum and Brown, though, have just been through oh, some wars. And that's the thing. That that collective uh, experience that that duo has together and the the hurt that they've gone through as a duo, for sure. We, we talked about that connectedness, right? It's there. from the. I mean, that group has been playing together, those two, for, for a while now. Um, the Warriors, David, have finally gotten themselves to 500. They're 25 and 25. They are with, they're on the 10th spot now. So in the play-in, um, you know, we mentioned Draymond's back for them. And, wow, what a surprise. When Draymond gets back on the floor, Wiggins and Kaminga can be on the floor at the same time because Draymond's that connective tissue that makes, for lack of a better term, everything else okay, right? And, of course, his game play with Steph is just brilliant. And they're closing games, David, and if you noticed, with Clay on the bench. And pods and different different players like that instead of instead of clay, um, you know I, I agree with you. I don't think that they're gonna be any any championship contender, but this is a team that you know if they get in if they somehow work their way into the top six and they're a playoff team, right? That's a, because of their experience. That's the old cliche. Oh, that's a team you don't want to see in the playoffs because of their experience. I mean, Miami did it twice now as a play-in, uh, getting to, uh, uh, you know, as a lowest seed getting into the finals. Um, you would think if a team could do that in the West, Golden State would be that team. You know, same kind of thing. Core's been together a long time, adding, sprinkling some new guys. Um, we, we've we been very public about, you know, if Curry wants to be traded, I always, I always started with Curry has to make his own decisions. If he mm-hmm. wants to be traded, I wish they would uh, accommodate him. I don't think it's – I think he's capable enough of being the best player on a championship team. I don't think this is a championship team. Correct. That being said, because of what they've done, they deserve a little bit of the benefit of the doubt. That doesn't mean it, it would have been unwise to do what I suggest to trade everyone you could and build around Kaminga, and now you have Pods and mm-hmm. Moody and, and whatever. Um, I like the kid from Indiana too, mm-hmm. uh, the second-round pick they have a lot uh, for the future. Um what Curry is doing, what Draymond's doing, Wiggins is. I looked it up. Wiggins has had, I think he's had eleven positive games. If you look at EPM chart yep. all season, mm-hmm. but like six have been the last few weeks. Yep, he's whatever the number is. He's really coming on, and um, he doesn't have to be an all star. He has to be good, not terrible. And uh, again, I still think they're going to run out of gas. And depending on pods in the postseason, seems right. a little bit much. I agree. Well, normally guards, rookies, rookie mm-hmm. guards, especially um, in starting roles, as opposed to coming off the bench like Christian Brown last year, who only played well in the finals. Mm-hmm. Um, you heard, you see, Nurk said it's just a matter of time before Draymond loses his cool again. <laughs> he hasn't yet. He hasn't yet so he has, he, really lost he it. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's close. So we'll have to see. Listen, I think as fans, we. I mean, we're not as fans as media people. We would love Golden State to to be interesting come April. Sure, be great, be great. Uh, you mentioned the Cavs. Uh, nine of the last 10, 15 to sixteen. Not, no, nine in a row. Excuse me. Uh, look, I love what this Cavaliers team is doing. They're getting that their guys are back now um, from being injured. Uh, Garland, etc. Look, they we talked about it last year. Were the four seed last year and lost the Knicks, right? So by seed breakdown, 
They lost to the inferior team. Now, you can argue the Knicks were better or whatever, but based on record, the Cavs were better last year and likely should have won that series. And that taught them a lot. Um, I think Donovan is, I mean, you, you've talked, you've sung Donovan's praises. I mean, he's just an electric, incredible yeah, player. Uh, what I love is you highlighting him as a leader, which not that I didn't think he was one. I just didn't see it. But now I'm like, oh, no, I, yeah, yeah it, it's there. The, this team for sure, at a, they got to be thinking, if we're a two seed, we for sure are going to win a round. And we might mess around and get to the conference finals. One of the, I agree with that. One of the things I loved about Donovan is there, there have been times in, in my career where there's been a player who is incredibly talented and, and kind of disrespected some of his own teammates when they were just good because they're just peons compared to him. You, we, we've seen those guys. Of course. I don't feel like that was ever Donovan. I always felt like there were no scrubs on his team. There were screeners. There were ball movers. There were energy guys. There were IQ guys. Great shooters, purely great shooters only. And I feel like he always just respected them. I, I really I really like his approach. And no one's perfect. Uh, and, um, and we're seeing, we're seeing, I mean, is he first team All-NBA as guard? Close. It means he's got to be right, be there, right up right? there. Yeah. I mean, if we did it today, would it be so let me look right Luka, now. Luka and Shea Donovan, right now? Luca and, and Shea, Shea first team. One, one, two, three. And then Donovan Tyrese, well, you know. Well, Tyrese plays enough games, but Donovan's right there, like you know, next to. I'd have Donovan ab- above Halliburton, and I mean, Steph is in the is in the mix also. But this team is, you know, now just five hundred. And you got Brunson, I mean, right? So I mean, Brunson, yeah, and for Booker. Sure. Booker's I, I played well this Donovan. year. Yep, I would. I would have Donovan above all those guys. I don't know where they are EPM. I understand. I would yeah. have. I would have him first team right now. By EPM, it'd be it'd be Shea and Luca first team, and then uh, uh, Donovan and Tyrese. Shea could be team. the three. Shea could be the three. I know, but I think they have him probably. I think they have him as a guard, though. I don't think about. I don't think they do positions anymore. Is it? Is it are, they, are we doing straightly just five? The five best? Is that? I think so. Oh, if, if they went to that, then good, hallelujah. Listen, I, I'm the dumbest guy in the world. I don't really care about awards typically. I other than to rank, just get an idea of who's the most dominant right. players are. Um, if without Embiid, Jokic is going to be in there, whether sure. they do positions or not. Yep. And then, yeah, I I, I would have. Um, I mean, that's a hell of a threesome. Luca, Donovan, and Shay. Good game. luck. Good yeah. luck stopping yeah. that group. Yeah, I need to look. We need to look in that and see how they do it. For some reason, some agent told me that it was it was just 15 players now. Um, Miami, David, you mentioned the Rozier deal, which, you know, we, we, we liked, but we didn't think it was much of a needle mover for them. Do you think they're resting a little bit too much on the, we know we can get into the plane, and once we're there, nobody wants to see us? I don't think they're resting on that. I, as, as you put it, I think... I think they are relying on that that uh, experience that they have, experiences that they have, a little too much. They, I, I, although I would tell, you, I don't think Spo was happy. He was really pissed yesterday, and they lost the no, game. Yeah, um, he is an intense guy. Uh, Jimmy Butler now he's got I don't know who died, but yeah, someone died yeah, in his yeah. family. Horrible, and um, he had been playing better. Mm-hmm. You know, Bam shooting the three. He, I was like, oh, look at, look yeah. at Jimmy. Here, yeah, you're right. Hero has played well yesterday. Scored a bunch of points late was not enough. Um, I thought they needed to address point guard and, and I would have gone after Tyus Jones if Minnesota didn't get him and they didn't, and they just couldn't do it or they didn't, didn't want to do it. Uh, but I think it's going to cost them. I don't, I don't fear them this year. Like I have in years past. I agree. I'm with you there. Um, the Suns um, playing well. Uh, the, the three guys are, are there. They're fifth, n- number five in the East. I, I think they can stay in that, in that top five in the range. West. Yeah, I, I really do. I, I 
those three dudes playing, I mean, whatever, they lost that game against Golden State. Uh, not saying Durant didn't shoot well. On the road, yeah. On the road. But, and it took, it took a, a miracle three, right? A, a late game three to win it. I, I just think that they're that, that top five they have is very good. Um, and with Gordon come off the bench, and I think I like the Royce O'Neal pickup. Like, they should be able to stay in that range. And who knows what happens above them, right? Somebody gets hurt, who knows? And, you know, they can move up. I, I, uh, Royce will give them depth, mm-hmm. which is important. For sure. They need it. Um, Beal, I've been a little disappointed. I thought Beal was kind of moving the right direction. I, I don't. I think he's kind of leveled off. It's just not the player he was. It doesn't help that he had a broken nose or yeah. whatever. I saw that when, when he got hit there, I saw it. I don't remember what game it was, but I saw it. In the end, in the end, it was the um, first game it broke. And by the way, it's gotten hit three times in games since then. And, and so, like, he's like, okay, during the All-Star break, I got to, like, not get it reset or whatever and then the off season because he doesn't want to miss any more games and you know mess up the year but i can't imagine it's very fun playing with a broken nose when these big behemoth men are swinging their arms at you it's a, it's a nightmare and he's little in the nba world yes and i remember um uh i had a six 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 seven three hundred pound stud who went to you know played a, was a great player and then became a, a very good pro in europe great college player i led the sec in scoring one year that's how good he was um and and then the next year, so he was a sophomore. I had like a six three freshman who ended up being a professional baseball player, but he was very good at basketball. And I had to warn him on day one because our JV and varsity practice. When I took the job when I was twenty two, I said the only rule I have is you got to let my guys practice your guy. If you want me to build your future, mm-hmm. I said to this to the varsity coach, um, then you got to let me practice with you every right. day. And he said, "Oh, fantastic! You know, we'll do it together." And so I had to tell my ninth grade kid, his name is Brendan Hervey. I said, you got to be really careful inside because Dimitri is going to pivot naturally and his elbow is going to be right at your head and he could break, he could break your head. I had never coached a player that big before that big, you know, 300 pounds. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I feel, I think about it all the time. The players just, they get hit in the head all the time. All the time. Basketball is not easy. No. And Bradley Beal being six, five mm-hmm. is right at that head level for the six, eight dudes he plays all the time. And I saw what he, I forget what happened when he hit the nose, but it was bad. Yeah, he was you know bloody, very mm-hmm. bloody. It's uh like you got to be tough to play to play basketball at high level, no you doubt. Really and so I think they're gonna reset it during the All Star break. Um, he'll get a little time to sort of like calm that down. I didn't then, know that. Okay, yeah, and then because uh, he doesn't fun times, he doesn't want to miss any games because they're you know yeah. they finally got everybody together and their continuity. We talked about that at the top, right? You, you need time to play together to build that continuity up. Uh, last team. I'm a little worried about them. We talked about them on our call. Our editor, Travis Moran, brought it up. Um, the Kings, Darren Fox, not playing well right now. And uh, it could just be he's tired. Um, we mentioned that he only went to the free throw line seven times over the last three games. I mean, D- Darren Fox should be the line something. 30 times in three games, yeah, right? Because of, something. Yeah. You, you can't stay in front of them. But this is, this is the stage now where these guys are literally on empty and they need a rest. And I think luckily for him, he is not an all-star this year. I know he's disappointed about that himself. But that means time to rest and recoup and maybe, you know, see what's happened in the second half of this season here. Yeah, I, I was looking at his charts. Um, God, he almost never had a bad game the first two and a half months of the season. And since pretty much the new year, he's got plenty of bad games, you know, negative games. Mm-hmm. And, um, man, rest is going to help him a ton yeah. for sure. I like um, – I'm a Mike Brown fan, much more so than I used to be because he's gotten much better. Mm-hmm. And um, as has Pickerstaff, he was terrible when he was at Houston. Terrible. He's not terrible now. No, In fact, they're excellent. I, I've been saying Jamal Mosley is my coach of the year. I still feel that way. But 
if you get and Degno probably wins it from OKC. I don't know who won it last year because JB didn't. I mean, JB should be wait. I'm sure he didn't win it that uh, last year, did he? No, he didn't win it last year. No, and I don't think Dano did either. But he no. might win it this year. But that's Jamal Mosley and Bickerstaff and, and uh, yeah, I think they've they've been. I probably give I mean, if the Cavs finish two like two or three right. games. I mean, right. how do you say no to that guy? Right, it's really something to go from out of it to four to two, like ascending. You're doing a hell of a job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're really they're they just know who they are, they and do. they have this dynamic leader. Yep, and they've added shooting, Struess and Yang. Mm-hmm. Toughness. Um, they they're well run. Mm-hmm. Who? Toughness. I said they also had toughness with those guys. Tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Those guys are both tough as hell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah. They're there is the executive year possible right there too. Ooh, Kobe. Alton. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah, Kobe bringing some guys he brought in. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, I, I, you know, all the every team that makes the playoffs, you don't want to play them in a sense. They're all going to do something good. Minnesota, for all their flaws, can really guard. Yes, they you can. Know? But uh, yeah, just the Donovan Mitchell dynamic alone. You know, I just can't forget what he did against yeah. Denver. He lost the series, but he was magnificent. Oh, I mean, him and Murray were and has been like, ever since his rookie year. Flame I throwing. remember his rookie season. I remember his rookie season. I want to say they played OKC that had Paul George and Carmelo on the same team. And Donovan was a rookie and was the best player on the court. Like, he was a rookie. It's just amazing. He's so, an exceptional player. Yeah. They're a team they're really locking on. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, I want to conclude here, David. We're going to have a piece coming out about him, I believe, this week. Um, yeah. And it's Jalen oh, Brunson, Brunson of the New York yeah. Knicks. And, man, look, again, living here in the city, Knicks fans love this dude, as they should. Uh, All-star. We just said that yeah, he's probably going to make an all-NBA team, probably all-NBA 13 the way it looks right now. Um, he is outstanding he's a little he's a little guy i mean six foot being generous he's probably five eleven but man yeah. he's like a fire hydrant good luck moving that guy out of the way and he can't like, he can't jump <laughs> he can't, well, can't he, jump either get a fire hydrant right? so he's just <laughs> you know uh, but man and we talked about it on the call this morning david he is being officiated like an all-star i mean he's getting all the foul calls so when he's shooting the way he's shooting He's so crafty. He's so strong. He can score in the first and second box. He's playing for the foul, just like Harden did. He's playing to get the foul. The rules are the rules. He's no, he's super smart about all of it. He's, he's in terms of talent, off the charts. Because he doesn't have, any, other than the fire hydrant part of it, which does have some advantages, mm-hmm. he doesn't look like the NBA stars that we tend to see. But he is, you'll, I don't want to give too much away because I still have to write it. Mm-hmm. But I watched him this weekend. I watched him last week a couple of times. I, his talent is off the charts. It's not a surprise he's won two championships. And I was saying to you guys this morning, um, Corey Brewer was a six foot nine, world's fastest man, McDonald's All American. Al Horford was a six foot eleven, right. brilliant passer, a ball handler. Joakim Noah. Joakim Noah, seven foot, brilliant passer, ball handler. It makes sense. No surprise they won back to back championships. Mm-hmm. Brunson is nothing like that and won two also. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it was two and three or two and four years. The fact that he won two periods, amazing. So, um, and Hart wasn't on both teams, I right. think, just one. Right. So, yeah, he's, I mean, he's the prototype I use to teach a lot of young players now, Jalen Brunson, because very, you, you, most guys don't look like Shea and Luca. Yeah, yeah. You know, you don't look like those guys. Right. You, Kyrie's a great example, too, if yes. he just was a little bit more steady, mm-hmm. because what he's done with his athletic, his athletic gifts are fine. They're not off the charts. No. His talent and skill oh, with the ball God. are off the charts. 
his Brunson's ability to finish. Yeah. So yeah. look for that before we shut it down. I'll get that out, and then I'm ghosting you guys. For a week. <laughs> well, you might send us a text of like, look, the sphere is so cool. Look at Bono. I got a good video of him. We, we might we might get a, a, a text like that, but no basketball text. That's for sure. Uh, no, this is great. I'm looking forward to the Brunson article. And David, he's, you know, he's such a, and I'm using air quotes for those of you who can't, he's such a New York Knicks kind of player too. Um, fans just, I mean, he's just incredibly tough and just. He, Listen, he, he, I'm going to push he, he back on that. Charlie. No, but no, people, they, that's how they feel. That's how they feel. No, I hear you. <laughs> I hear you. I know New Yorkers like to act like they're gritty and I, I get all of that. Yeah. I totally do. And I, it's my favorite city in the world. So I'm not criticizing anything. I'm just saying, if he was. If he was six foot eight, jumping out of the gym, they, they like him probably just as well too. <laughs> right? Listen, ask any New Yorker about Kenny Skywalker. Right? Yes. All right. Yeah. I watched him in college, <laughs> Kenny Skywalker. He couldn't shoot from outside eleven inches, but he could really jump. That's why they call him Sky. They still talk about him in New York. All right. So, um, but yes, no, he is. He can, he really can galvanize uh, not just a fan base but a team because he's just so tough. He's just so relentlessly tough and smart. You know, these guys have brilliant brain processes. Kyle Lowry, brilliant yeah. brain processes, and that fire hydrant body makes for a good combination. I'd be looking for guys like that in college, guys that win a bunch of games, that are look like that, and uh, and find ways to win all the time. There's a talent there that can be carried the next And the time. last piece that you didn't mention, but it's like your son, Max Thorpe, son of a coach, right? I feel like that is also – Oh, a, a player too. Right? Rick was a great player. I, I, I don't know how to quantify that, but I know that matters somehow. How? I don't know, but I know it just does. Not for everybody, but most times I'm like, oh, your dad was a coach. Yeah, you're pretty good. Yeah, you've just been around the game a long time. And you have a, you know, my son can be a, he's been with NBA players since he was, you know, 10 or five or whatever. And he's just not intimidated by him. He can just be himself. They're just people like anything else. That's, you know, to wrap it up back to football, watching Taylor Swift last night in the, the box, mm-hmm. none of those. None of those people cared that she was in the box with her. Right. They were watching the game, and she right. was just a regular person like anyone else, piling on after touchdowns mm-hmm. or whatever. This is what people do. They're all just people. And um, and so, but also the IQ part of it for Jalen. Mm-hmm. Rick Rick played for a great coach in mm-hmm. John Chaney, one of my all-time favorite coaches, was a great player himself. I remember him when he was a high school kid. And, uh, yeah, it's just in his blood. It's just a really, really – he's really a gifted player he is. In, across the board. But he's worked super hard to get there. And um, he just has that swagger that that team needs, especially now. Yeah. Like, he needs to keep them afloat. For sure. And, my God, how what a – four years, 100 mil? I mean, now it looks like a fucking steal. You're like, oh woo. I mean, right? It's it's incredible. Yeah, can't hold out. Can't hold out like he one day he once could in the past. But yeah. his next deal is going to be pretty nice. Oh, yeah, for sure. All right, guys. What year is he? Second year of it? Yeah, year two. This is year two. Amazing. We will see – not David. He will be away. But uh, Henry and I will see you on Thursday. That'll be the last uh, regular season night before the All-Star break. And we'll figure out some sort of like fun, different episodes to do over the break. Because let's be honest, we ain't talking about the All-Star game <laughs> on, on, on Monday's show. That's for sure. All right, guys. Take care.